Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. Today we're talking with three local nonprofit organizations, Naperville Noon Lions Club, PAVE, and the Conservation Foundation. Spotlight, and today I'm joined by Ken Stragala and Glenn Benke. They're here representing the Naperville Noon Lions Club, so welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I'm super happy to have you both here. It's that time of year, and so, Ken, I'm going to start with you. Give our viewers a little bit of information about the history and the mission of the Naperville Noon Lions Club and, and what your affiliation is with Lions Club International. Okay, uh, our club has been in existence since 1948, so about, about 71 years now. Um, we have 43 members, uh, 13 women, 14 women, new members coming in this week. Uh, we range from age from, let's see, 25 to 99. That's <laughs> a nice age range, I that love is. it. The youngest is a medical student and the three oldest are World War II veterans. Oh. So we have a nice range. Um, we meet once a week, and social, and we have speakers. And our affiliation with International, which is right down a few communities away uh, in Oak Brook, that's the headquarters, uh, there's like, I think, uh, roughly 40,000 Lions Clubs around the world. Okay. And we're the largest service organization, I know that for a fact, of all the service organizations. And we're in every country except where there's a dictator. Okay. Well, we need to solve that problem too, right? Right. <laughs> now, that's amazing. I think that's wonderful to have an organization with such a broad age range. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really uh, a critical. There's no age limit to service, so I think that's wonderful. Right. Talk a little bit, Ken, about the services that you offer to the community as the Lions Club. Well, our main mission is um, vision, hearing, and diabetes services. And uh, the vast majority of our funds goes for that. Uh, we help the kids and their parents at home uh, who are in District 203 on 204 that are at the income level where they qualify for that. Okay. And on average, about 300 to 325 um, people every year get the service from us. In our club, we have four optometrists and one audiologist, so it makes it easy for us to do it. It's a nice, I, I think that's so nice, and I know I've spoken with a couple of your members before that are, are donating those services and helping bring that along, because it's such a, and you talk about working with the students, it's such an integral part of education, right? If you can't hear, if you sure. can't see as well as you would like to mm -hmm. be able to, that's an impediment to your learning. Right. And, and with the school districts, their nurses, they know someone can't afford the service, so they can call us up and say, can we step in and help? Yeah. And so, and, and it's not a place where you said, geez, I can't afford to get my kid the services. So there's not a lot of thanks for us. You might not hear about us that way. But we know we're taking care of kids who can't see that board. Yeah. And that, it's just so important with, you know, how they're going to learn without being able to see. So. Yeah, and that's a, that's a mission that you've always had. And I mean, I, I think that is, it's so critical and great that you're doing it. So that it. came from Helen Keller. Yeah, now say yeah. a little more. What, what year was Helen Keller? Uh, 1925, was challenged Alliance to do this. And um, we took on blindness as one of our primary concerns. And she asked us to be knights of the, of the blind. Yeah. Because the club was a, a social club, a businessman's club. 
And then it became, that's why site became a, a big part of it. Yeah. yeah, and you really moved to that service organization which yeah. we're yeah. always so yeah. so proud to be be having in our community. Yeah. Now one of the key th ways that you raise money to support the work that you do, right, is the Naperville uh, Turkey Trot. Yes. So that's coming up, so give us a little detail, Glenn. It's always Thanksgiving morning, 8 o'clock, uh, from Naperville Central High School. You can sign up now, just go to our website and it's just terrific. Uh, we'll get 7,000 people signing up. Um, how many years have we been doing it? I was in the first race. If anybody's got the results 20, from the first... 22. This will be 22? our 22nd year. 22nd, okay. We don't have the results from the first one we did. Oh, were you the winner? So that, that's... No, no, I, I, my, my, fr my friend had some entries and he said, hey, you gotta, you gotta go there, getting nobody signed up. And it was the most beautiful Thanksgiving morning. And the people at, you know, I wasn't a member of Lions Club then, and they, they had 200 people and they were taking money and just throwing in a shoebox because it was a beautiful day, everyone came out to run oh. and they said, we expected 200 and they had about 350, but we don't have the results. Oh. So we're still looking for that one. But it's just a great event, 7,000 people, and you don't have to be, the, there's some great runners in town from the North Central College to all the high schools, the boys and girls teams are terrific. We get some of those out, but we get all these people just running, maybe walking a 5K. It's just terrific to get people out before the big eating day comes. It's a, a day of eating and watching football. So well, absolutely. Well, and I think that's, I, I know a lot of people where it's a family tradition, yeah. they get up, it, it's dad, it might be grandma, it might be kids. So it's a wonderful way to kick that off and to yeah. raise some money and, and just come together around the holiday time period, right? Oh, it's mm -hmm. terrific. You see them just streaming in and they're trying to jump and hit the banner. They're dressed up in some costumes. It's just terrific. Belgio's puts on a, a breakfast. Other people just come there and they're kind of tailgating in the parking lots around there. And all we ask for is what, 70 degrees and sunny? Yeah. <laughs> it's no, never been that way keep, yet. Let's no keep ice. our fingers crossed for no that, ice, right? No ice. <laughs> no ice, yeah, we'll, we'll settle for no ice. Okay, so I think it. that's good. Now, that's one fundraiser that you do, but you do other ones, and I think you have a new one that you've just started with, which is called the Pizza Wars. So mm -hmm. I'm fascinated and curious to know what that's all about. <laughs> so again, we'll be at Naperville Central. And do we know the date? February. February? February 19th, I believe. All right. Okay. And, and so, but it's, Local pizza places are going to have some pizza there, so you'll be asked to, to go around, sample it, and then vote on best crust, best sauce, <clears throat> and so it'll be a competition between who's got what you think is the best overall pizza, or maybe you like this crust Aww. or whatever, so it'll be at, at, at Naperville Central. Uh, which is just just terrific. Wonderful, and all the funds are then going to support the work that you do yeah, in the community. Right. But That's we'll great. also be out on the roads Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this coming weekend for Candy, for Day. candy Day. Okay. okay. So okay. we're out there with our rolls of, of mints and... Uh, we'll be looking for it, right? Yeah. Well, after you've done that, I'm always pulling out a five and giving it to Knights of Columbus, the firemen with the boots, because I've stood out there. Yeah, <laughs> and and you, and you, you know what that's Yeah, like. and you know that, hey, everybody gives you a five, you're going, hey, I got a five. Well, that kind of <laughs> leads me to now, you, you, obviously it's a service organization, yeah. you have volunteers. What kinds of things, other than standing out and collecting money uh, for those kinds of things, what, what do your volunteers get involved in? Ice to the Sky, the Balloon Fest in Lyle, we volunteer for that. St. Baldrick's. Yeah. Uh, head shaving, we volunteer for that. Uh, Angel Men's Walk, which is a form of autism. Okay. We volunteer for that. 
Um, so lots of different ways yeah, that we could get involved yeah. with it. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and Comfort Toys is another one. Comfort Toys, uh, we provide, we provide um, uh, pillowcases and blankets for the kids at Ronald McDonald House at Edward Hospital. Okay. We have volunteers that make these pillowcases and quilts and we give them to them. Okay, that's wonderful. Lots of different ways that we can get involved. Sure. So as we wrap up, just give me the meeting dates again for uh, when when do you meet if I wanted to become a Naperville Noon Lion? Tuesday at noon. Every Tuesday at noon. Okay. All right. Wonderful. At Braconis. At Braconis. All right. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. If you would like to register for this year's Turkey Trot or join the Naperville Noon Lions Club, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay with us. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Timing is everything, especially when it comes to your business. Whether you're ready to start up or expand out, running a business is challenging. You deserve a trusted partner. At Busey, we tailor our approach to your unique needs and help you navigate financial decisions, achieve your goals, and realize your dreams of success. Your dreams shouldn't wait. Busey, your dream, our promise. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now is Angela Rose and Rachel McKinnon. They're here from PAVE. So, Angela, what is PAVE? PAVE is a national nonprofit. We're actually based here in Chicago that works to both prevent sexual assault and help survivors heal from trauma. Okay, that was a nice short definition of it. <laughs> PAVE itself, what does the acronym stand for? It's Promoting Awareness, Victim Empowerment. And it's an organization that I founded out of my own experience. I was kidnapped from Woodfield Mall when I was 17 years old. And when I went to report what happened to me, the detective didn't believe me. And it was very re-traumatizing to go through the process. And I wanted to make sure what happened to me didn't ever happen to anyone else. Well. Okay, well, that's a, that's a lot, <laughs> and, and good that you're out on the other yes, side, absolutely. and wonderful to be advocating on behalf of others. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the programs that you offer here in DuPage County. Well, we offer a lot. And in terms of the prevention side of things, we have an incredibly innovative K-12 program. We worked a lot on college campuses and also in the military. But we found the best way to prevent sexual assault is to start the conversation younger. We also offer professional development for any first responder. We have programs for police stations, for teachers, for anybody, because studies show the first person that a survivor tells, if they react well, it's greatly gonna impact the healing process for that survivor, and also programs for parents. Yeah, it's funny, when you say that, that makes so much common sense, but I'm not sure that we would necessarily think about that. That's a little bit of common sense, but how do you make that common practice, right? That's exactly right. Yep. So we need a lot and, and programs really for anybody in the community. And I think having that multidisciplinary approach and a positive approach that engages men and women to be a part of the solution is really what makes PAVE unique. So Rachel, how have you seen uh, survivors of sexual assault be helped through this program with PAVE? So one of the main ways that I help survivors personally as the outreach director is I help survivors turn their pain into activism. Um, so we've had a lot of people come to us and they want to know what else can I do? Like I'm passionate about this cause, I want to be a part of the movement, what can I do? And the answer is that, is that you can help out in your local community. Um, through PAVE we can start a chapter or an affiliate or be an advocate for this cause and you can help your own community um, of DuPage. Um, 
into being an activist. Yeah, and so that's really channeling. I mean, that's kind of turning it around, right? And I think that's a little bit of what you talked about, Angela, in that yeah. empowerment. It's taking the pain that you have experienced personally and turning that around to be an advocate for other people. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now, talk a little bit, and you mentioned Angela, um, but Rachel, Angela, either one of you, talk about the prevention that you're working on. Because I think with so many things in our world, right, prevention, their key starts with prevention. Let's yes. not get to the problem. Let's try to prevent the problem from happening. So talk a little bit more about those efforts. Well, consent education is so crucially important. And that conversation, you can do it in an age-appropriate way starting very, very young. So we talk in high school especially about bystander intervention consent and healthy relationships because a lot of people don't even know what constitutes a healthy relationship so that type of education is key and do you find when when you're having those conversations uh, how is that I, it, but with parents open kids open how, how are you finding those conversations well it's been a lot better in the last couple of years because of the me too and times up movement it's been incredible to see the difference I've been doing this work now for over 20 years and we're in a much different place in our society kids really want to talk about this sexual assault sexual harassment is happening in schools parents and teachers we, we just need to have these conversations and be open about it because it's happening uh, Rachel you as the outreach director I mean I'm sure you're seeing that I mean you're going out into the community talk a little bit about what you're seeing I'm seeing people who want to get involved and to make a difference in their community, which is really inspiring to me um, and makes me want to push this movement forward even more. I think that everyone has something that they can relate to sexual violence, whether it's sexual harassment, sexual assault, um, or even just a comment that they didn't like. Um, and I think that we can make this, in, we can make our society better and we can change the world um, through shattering the silence. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of what you're both talking about, right, is that when we don't talk about things, they just sort of get swept under the rug. That's not good for anybody. That's and right. what you're Definitely. really saying is, come on, let's, let's have some conversations about this. Let's take some of those activities and really try to move ahead of it. That's right. Yeah. Angela, what does your organization need? Well, we absolutely need everyone to be involved, and that's at shatteringthesilence.org. There's ways for anybody to plug in. We are dealing with some capacity issues, so definitely fundraising. We're having an incredibly fun fashion show coming up at the Italian Motor Works in February, so we can raise money to really get our programs into more schools. So it's it's an exciting time. Yeah, I mean, it takes money, right? I mean, and, and the folks that you're going into the schools with, say a little bit more about, you know, kind of how those programs, give our viewer an idea of uh, what does that program look like? So we have a number of different programs, but one is our educational and outreach program where we go into the classrooms with a trained facilitator to have these conversations with students. But it can't just be a one and done. We have ways that we can engage with the students over the entire school year. We have campaigns called Consent Is, where students wear a, a gender neutral wristband where they write what consent means to them. And it's just a really exciting way to keep them engaged throughout the entire school year. Yeah, so it's an ongoing process. Because that's, right. that's a, it, I, and I think that sometimes when we think about a conversation, right? That's not a one and done. A conversation is something that continues right. and you pick back up on time and again. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, how can our viewers get involved? Other than attend the fashion show, because uh, obviously that's one key way, right? Because money for all of us as a nonprofit is always important. But sure. are there other ways the viewers could get engaged with you? So one of the main reasons um, that I'm here today is because I'm the outreach director, and you can get involved through creating a chapter at your local high school, university, or community, um, or you can become involved as an advocate and spread the word that way through being an individual and helping survivors in your local community. So PAVE is amazing because we're not only a national organization, but we're a local organization. 
attention. So we can help people locally and also bring attention to their stories nationally if they would like. Okay, so kind of bubble that up. That's so because right. most politics starts local and then it moves up, right? And the same Definitely. thing I think sometimes with advocacy. And all of that information is available on your website? Yes, ma'am. Shatteringthesilence.org. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, kudos to you for turning a terrible situation into something very positive. Thank so you very much. Appreciate the work. If you would like to learn more about how you can support the mission of PAVE, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. You work hard, and you want to see your efforts pay off, literally. Whether you're dreaming of retirement, growing your business, or leaving a legacy for future generations, at Busey, we help you realize the possibilities of tomorrow. We listen to your needs and goals to create a sound strategy for you and your family. Enjoy the achievements of your life and work. We'll handle the rest. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mornette. I'm joined now by Brooke McDonald and Steve Baldwin. They're here from the Conservation Foundation. So welcome. Hi, Jane. Welcome. How are you? Thank you, Jane. Oh, good to have you here. So I'm going to start right out with you, Brooke. Give us the mission of the Conservation Foundation and why it's important to the Naperville area. Sure. Well, the Conservation Foundation, we're a private not-for-profit, been around for nearly 50 years, and we work throughout the Chicagoland suburbs. And our mission is to help park and forest preserve districts make more parks and forest preserves. And uh, so we do that by uh, bringing private money to the table and, uh, and leveraging uh, the private dollars with the public dollars uh, to do more and uh, to make it a good deal for the taxpayer. Uh, we also work a lot on cleaning up our rivers and streams and educating the public. And uh, we feel it's important in Naperville and throughout the region because we know when we have open space, that helps improve our quality of life and helps build healthy communities. Yeah. And it gives us clean water, clean air. It gives us places to enjoy nature and wildlife. And we all know we need to pass on something better to future generations. How true is that, right? I mean, it just does. I mean, when you're outside, particularly on a day like we've had today, uh, it, it's just mm. glorious. It's wonderful to be in the great outdoors. It just makes you feel better. It does, absolutely. There's a whole mental health component that absolutely. goes with it. So, yes. um, Steve, talk a little bit, if you would, about some of the programs and services that the Conservation Foundation offers and how people can get involved with those. No, absolutely. I mean, we always encourage volunteers. You know, it's very, very important. We have over 500 volunteers a year that work with the foundation, uh, tremendous. But the two programs I think that are very applicable to the folks in uh, Naperville is we have one program called Conservation at Home. And that program itself is, uh, you know, we have members of our team that go to your home, uh, whether there's, you know, we're redoing some landscaping, uh, we want native plants installed, water gardens, rain gardens, rain barrels, so all of that. Uh, so Conservation at Home is certainly something that uh, it's grown. Uh, it's certainly a big, big part of what we do. Um, and then the third, uh, the other program itself is, it's a, it's a shareholder co-op uh, called the CSA. And for some folks who may not be familiar with the CSA, um, 
is it's it's community supported agriculture and it's we are a lot of people know it's a 60 acre um, farm that we are at with the conservation foundation 40 of it is farms uh, it's, it's it's a farm that the CSA so 75 different vegetables uh, all organic all locally grown so the folks from Naperville can come they actually can see where their vegetables are grown and then weekly bi-weekly uh, people buy into a share and they can come and pick up the vegetables as part of the Green Earth Harvest, which is a program of the Conservation Foundation. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm not sure that I was really aware that you could actually come to my house and give me tips and tactics on how I could Absolutely. make my whole garden more yeah. conservation friendly. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we're really a community-based organization. Uh, whether you live in Naperville or, or Wheaton or wherever, if, if you want to invite nature to your yard or if you want to make your yard and your landscaping more environmentally friendly, We'll come and help you. Yeah, that's terrific. And then I could also get the organic vegetables if I wanted to go buy into yeah, a share, absolutely. which is nice. Absolutely. Now, Burke, you, you do a lot of work. I mean, your, your whole organization is very collaborative in nature. So tell us a little bit more about how you work with different partners and agencies to kind of further your mission. Sure. I mean, you can't do anything good by yourself anymore. It's just That's just not the way life is. And certainly, if you're an organization serving the public like the Conservation Foundation, you have to collaborate with others. So we work uh, very collaboratively with park districts and municipalities. We have a community partnership with the city of Naperville and the Naperville Park District. We work with the Forest Preserve Districts throughout the region and you know six different counties um, and various park districts. We work with private uh, businesses, uh, corporations. A lot of corporations are now looking at um, developing their landscape in a more environmentally friendly way so we work with them on that and we work with other not-for-profit organizations too and so we're very collaborative in what we do we're, we're a coalition coalition building organization and like I said, you can't be impactful anymore if you try to do things by yourself. Yeah, and I think that you know that whole idea of, of starting something and doing it independently as opposed to working with an organization like yours, it certainly amplifies it, exactly. right? Exactly. Talk a little bit, you know, if I were somebody who was thinking about coming with you or volunteer or participating, why is that so important for me as an individual that you are so collaborative? Well, you get then to, be, by, by joining the work we do, you're able to amplify your impact. Okay. And again, it gets back to, yes, we can do wonderful things by ourselves. I can put in a rain garden, I can install some rain barrels on my home, and I can have a, a, a small impact where I live. But if thousands of people are doing that, then that impact is much greater. And that's the kind of impact we need if we're going to change uh, what's going on on our landscape. So by, by getting involved, um, you know, you might be able to have a little impact by yourself, but if you're part of a bigger network of people, individuals doing small things, it's that, it's that collective impact yeah. that I think really makes a difference. So, and it makes people feel good because they know there's something, they're doing something that's bigger than themselves. Yeah, and I would, I would imagine too, you get the sense of teamwork. Mm -hmm. uh, many hands make light work, as the old saying used to go, and sure. many hands usually have yeah. a better outcome right, yeah. than just a few together. And we find that uh, then people meet other people yeah. that have similar interests. And I mean, I, I can give you uh, several examples of where we pulled volunteers together to work on projects and people didn't even 
know each other until they got there. And then they become long-term friends because the people they meet are interested in the same kind of things they're interested in. So sure. I think there's a social component to it that's also very important. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, well, and I think I, I, I'm a gardener and, you know, I'm always drawn to be other people who are gardeners because, you know, there's a language that you exactly. speak uh, and things that you enjoy and you can appreciate, right? Right. Yeah. Steve, um, you're in advancement. So um, let's talk a little bit about how you as the Conservation Foundation need to move forward in terms of being able to preserve and further the work that you're doing for the generations to come. Absolutely. And, and you said it to you with the teamwork statement. And, and what's so important is, you know, we can all do definitely compost, get outside, go on hikes, enjoy yourself, recycle, all of those things. But specifically, we are a nonprofit uh, and, and we're a 501c3. So what that pretty much means is over 80% of the, of the way we operate comes from private donations. And so certainly when we talk about coming together, and it's, it's so important, uh, realistically, we have over 5,000 members. So what we do, and, and it to become a member um, of the Conservation Foundation, of course, you can visit our website, you can come by to the farm, whatever you want to do. Um, but 5,000 people strong, um, and what that does is that assists us in obviously raising funds, awareness, and advancing the mission of the organization. So certainly encourage that piece um, to be a little bit more on that philanthropic side by supporting the work we do. Because, um, as you said, you know we're we're certainly uh, we're in the every uh, you know continuing business of yeah. generations to come for what we're doing now. So I yeah. would certainly encourage membership. Well, and it, and it and everything that we do in life, unfortunately, will cost some money. So, yeah. but it's an investment. It's an investment in the future. It's That's an exactly investment right. in the environment. It's a great it's way a to say it. Investment yeah. in our planet, and then ultimately mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. right? Yep. So, Absolutely. well, thank you, and I wish you all the best. Continued good harvest to you. <laughs> yeah. If you would like to find out more about the Conservation Foundation, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more spotlight. If you want to learn more about the organizations featured on today's show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in your community, sign up to receive our daily news update. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching.